Welcome to False Bottom Girls, a podcast about the wonderful yet sometimes confusing world of beer and brewing. Hi, I'm Rachel Hudson, owner of Pilot Brewing and an Advanced Cicerone. Hi, I'm Jen Blair, sensory expert, home brewer, and Advanced Cicerone. I think yeah. Zoom was just like, oh, pandemic? Let's put something together real quick. Yep. That's it. Zoom is behind the pandemic. Yeah. They planned it. That's yeah. why it's called pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 2024, everyone. This is a conspiracy. And birds aren't theorist. real. <laughs> False Bottom Girls is now a conspiracy theory podcast. That's right. Although we do have some um, debunking to do today with our topic. Yes, we do. Isn't that fun? That is fun. Today we're talking about hops, two hops specifically. Like we want to talk about a rabbit hole. We're going to talk about Fuggle and Goldings. But there's a very good reason why. We're not just picking two random hops. These are like the godfather of hops. You know? Yes. The Adam and Eve of hops. If you uh, I think like the to... Eve and Eve, since there's not yeah, yeah. usually men, True. men hops involved. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you why I wanted to do this episode. When So you may have heard us mention Pints and Panels before. Um, M. Sauter, who's responsible for that. She, so, and there's also an app called Quizlet that I participate in, and so does Shade. Well, I was studying for Master Cicerone, or maybe Advanced, like a couple of years ago. I was like, you know, sometimes you go in this app and you can see other people's um, cards. It's like a flashcard app. You're making a study card set for yourself, and right. you can see what other people have, d- have done if they make it public. And you kind of search for like Cicerone topics, which I do. And did and found hers. And one of her questions in her deck of cards for her master on study was the difference between Fuggle and English or Fuggle and Golding's Hop. And I had a panic panic attack. And I was like, <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Like, okay, we could talk about English hops, but I gotta like know this deep dive difference between these two hops. And I'm gonna go as far as say need to know a little bit about this. Uh, yeah, I would say yes and no. I'm not going to say you need to know an essay's worth about Fuggle and Golding. I don't know. Right. It would be a good episode or essay now that especially they're talking about. But I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, I need to know about this. Like, I freaked out and started looking at it and made this outline. And I was like, okay, I feel better now. And this is actually a good topic. And I can see why they would have this as an essay. And that's the problem with the Master Cicerone test. You just don't know what you're going to get. And yeah. I'm not saying that you couldn't get that because I don't know. We we have gotten essays about specific types of ingredients before. Right. Fair enough. It, it just seems like a very little bit of a rabbit hole, but I wouldn't put it past anyone. Yes. Well, and I will also say with that, you know, the history is written by a very specific point of view right and they usually say like history is written by the victor history is written by white supremacy like that's just if you're in a euro colonial culture like we are that's where history comes from and with that there you know there's a narrative involved there's definitely storytelling and so it's really hard with history and historical I don't even want to say historical facts. It's like historical anecdotes. Yeah, it's like it's like it's hard to like you can't test. Yeah, you can't test somebody on. Well, you read this story, but you know, like 
what we'll get into in a little bit is like this article from Martin Cornell that, you yeah. know, is from a couple of years ago that was like, oh, here's the actual history of Fuggles and yep. here's all of the, and, and he, I should apologize, I should back up. He doesn't say the actual history. Here's my hypothesis. Here's yeah. the evidence to support this. And, you know, and then if you don't, like, if you don't have an MBAA membership, then maybe you didn't read this technical quarterly article four years ago, you know, mm -hmm. to know that that was out there. So it's really hard to test on history because it's just conjecture a lot of times. True. And again, a lot of times it's written from a very specific point of view. And I remember, I think I've talked about this on this episode or on this episode on, I think I've talked about this before about watching somebody presenting on Cezanne and, you know, they were like, well, there's all of this information out there on Cezanne, but I'm going with the people who, you know, wrote it down and kept good records. And that's because to me, that's where like the most accurate information comes from. It's like, yeah, okay, but maybe, but you know, when you're looking at historical information, who had access to know how to read and write, who had access to be able to record things, whose, you know, whose information was given precedence and credence over others. And, you know, so that's like, and yeah, that, that like is a good saying, starting point, but that's not the only story. Yeah. And it's, I see, I equivalent that to beer styles too, because it's almost like saying, well, these are the BJC beer styles. So these are the beer styles. And it's like, well, if you travel to this country or this country, there's actually a lot more beer styles that you don't know about. Right. And just because you don't know about them doesn't mean they're not actually beer styles. And sidebar, because we're really good at sidebars. Um, sidebar to the sidebar to the sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> so Jen and I both got invited to judge at the South African Beer Competition. Is that the? Um, African Beer Cup. African Beer Cup. Sorry. In South Africa, which is amazing. Um, but what I thought was interesting is they use BJCP styles. And I just found myself wondering, like, okay, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of breweries down there making like a brown ale or whatever, like English porter, like all this stuff, like especially with the inf the English influence, you know, in history of that specific areas. But I was like, what? I know there's got to be other just styles that are being made over there that are mm -hmm. not falling within these guidelines. Like, right. Like sorghum, we've tried, millet. Yeah, we've tried. Those stuff, aren't just like, alternative grains. Like, yeah. Those and are where, styles there. Like, do they just have a boatload of entries that are just falling under experimental and specialty grains and all this stuff because they don't have, like, they're going by this set of styles written by three American white men who are really old. <laughs> right. Right. No, and that's absolutely true. And that's kind of like the whole like Italian grape ale at first them saying this is a fruit beer. And it's like, no, this is a specific thing. The same way like a Katarina sour is a specific cultural thing, like sorghum yeah. beers, millet beers. Those are specific cultural things that and, you know, I think particularly with something like the African beer cup, it's and it's the way I kind of feel about Cicerone using the BJCP style guides is imperfect, but that's what's there right that's, now. That's Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, they probably don't have anything else besides, well, I mean, there's European competitions, and I guess they're all similar in a way with the styles, you know, like, I mean, there's, you know, there's European Beer Star, there's the Brussels mm -hmm. Beer Challenge, and I haven't dived too much into their set of styles and maybe I should but I'm just curious like how they even incorporate styles that BJCP doesn't right, right. and 
And I'm, you know, it's a, it's interesting. I, and I should look more into that, but I, I am going Jen, Jen can't because somebody's yeah, some, dumb niece somebody's is graduating high school. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's only niece is graduating from high school that weekend. <laughs> I just don't understand why the school can't move it. <laughs> but, but I'll, sorry, sister. I'm I going. know it's, I know it's, it's one of those. I'll go again with you. I'll, that go I'll, I'll put family ahead. Oh, um, you got to. I mean, uh, yeah, I get it. It's you know, it's my only. It's not like you have your she's another graduating one. Graduating high school, right? It's not like she's graduating again from right. high school, at least. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be like, college's gonna come around. You're like, ooh, well, I was at the high school one. So... I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We're super, super excited for her for graduating. Yes, and it is. I, I really am a. If it's it, if for what it's worth, the travel is going to be miserable. Yes, but. the travel will be miserable, <laughs> um, which I'll find out the next year when I'm yep. there. Yeah, we're just going to keep going. We're, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. Y'all, you beer festivals, you better hurry up and book us. Like, we <laughs> are getting busy. My schedule, especially because I got to take my test again this year. And then, you know, that comes with an Aruxa class and then like GABF and then Charlotte Beer Week and then Brussels Beer Challenge happens. Maybe if I'm lucky, I might. I haven't even pursued it because I'm so busy. Yeah, you know, Billy, um, we'll, we'll get we'll get to our topic at hand in a moment. But I will say, yeah. I've been thinking <laughs> a lot about Sorry, the everyone. Brussels beer challenge because I, you know, for a while I was really hyped about I would love to be invited, and I'm not saying that I don't want to be invited, but I also know that the um, cohort which i fucking hate the word cohort but you know the the organizers are very much kind of the same um same style of beer person as the people who do the bjcp guidelines and it's very much an old boys club yeah and i have just been thinking you know this the organizer invites like two women from the united states every year as like here's the the two ladies the two lady judges from the u.s and those aren't the only two women there, but it's not as open as an of an application process in terms of who has the qualifications so much yeah. as it's these are, you know, these are the people I invite every year. And, you know, my insight into that may be wrong, but I, I have been thinking, do I want to go someplace? Like, do I want to be in this in group so badly when I take a step back and look at who the organizers are and who the judges are like there have been judges who have been uninvited for yelling speak English at other judges and like is that really mm, you know do I do I really want to be there like yes it is prestigious yes it looks awesome yes I love judging beer I don't know if this is a group I want to be in that being said if I get an invite to the Brussels beer challenge there will be a gin shaped hole in whatever wall that I'm, you know, in the room of whatever I'm in. Yeah. I'm like, on There's my way also to the a personal, like, aspect of wanting to complete different things in my life that I'm not right. going to just necessarily not do because everything sucks all the time. Because everything right. does suck all the time, no matter where and we I are, what we're fair. doing. Yes. And I think um, that's fair as well. But, like, we had had a conversation with one of our friends of, yeah, you know him just getting an invite because he met the organizer. Whereas Rachel's going through the process of getting five references because that's what the application process is like when you're not a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy at a conference. Yeah, 
I'm not going to say like everyone has, I get that. And I do agree with you that there is a percentage of that. This British percentage of people that happens to is white male is higher, mm -hmm. but man, I, I right. wouldn't turn it down if I got invited for the same reasons, and, you know? And you know what? I, I say that and I got an invite to GABF because the former competition director was on the board of directors for the guild. That's not the only reason I'm qualified to judge yeah. in all of these competitions, but like FOBAB, we got invited because I happened to be talking to a someone, judge yeah. and he texted the organizer, you know, Chile was the same way. A friend of mine said, Hey, is anyone interested in doing this? And I said, yeah. yes, you know, and that's African, actually how we got African beer cup. It's the same way. Yeah. I mean, like, but we, that, we that's know what the organizers with so, these international competitions is once you're in one, you're kind of in too, because right. you get on this roster of one people who can travel. Mm -hmm. And we are privileged enough. That is us. Right. And to you know, people that could just drop everything and do it and not have to worry about it. Like African beer cup gives you like pays for your hotel and stuff. I don't care. I'd go. They don't have to pay for anything. I still go. <laughs> okay. I'll let them know. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them that. I want to be treated fairly. Right. But the, yeah, that is a very good point with being able to be a beer judge. And I've even told people that who are pursuing like a BJCP certification is chances are, unless you live someplace where there's a high concentration of BJCP stuff, like the upper Midwest, like if you're around like Chicago, Ohio, you have a pretty fair amount of opportunities to get those experience points within a driving distance. And you have a pretty good opportunity to be able to take tasting and written exams. If you don't live in places like that, which means like, basically, if you don't live mm -hmm. outside of the upper Midwest, you don't, you're going to have to travel at some yeah. point. And like, I took my first BJCP tasting exam in Richmond and we drove to Richmond because that was the closest tasting exam. Like mm -hmm. I've cashed in airline miles to go take a BJCP tasting exam. You know, I've taken off oh, work yeah. to go drive someplace at my own, on my own expense and judge. And that's so just BJCP. No, I'm right. talking Cicerone. Right, exactly. And the amount so, of money yeah. that gets dropped into these things for studies, resources, all sorts of things. Beer. Right. Just, right. You know. Exactly. So it is definitely. I, I yeah, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I don't know if I want to be involved with this one because it's exactly what I'm doing, too. And it's, you know, the same kind of access that I've had. I think the difference, though, with the both of us and for a lot of people coming into beer judging is that we don't pull the ladder up behind us. You yeah. know, it's like as soon as I yeah, got the Fobab invite, I was like, hey, you people, need another yeah. judge. You need Rachel to come judge, too. Yeah. And he was like, OK, great, let's do it. Yeah. And, you know, and that's like writing letters of recommendation for GABF and World Beer Cup. I'll do that for I, I won't say anybody, but I, I have yeah. not I have not if told you're... anybody no yet yeah. when they've asked for a recommendation. Like you said, there is an immense amount of privilege and access that comes with being able to do that. And with great power comes great responsibility, Jen. Exactly. And we have the responsibility to do this for others. That's exactly right. And that's we really do. Know, I, I said this it is why we're friends. Way. Like we're, but... we see ourselves as good stewards of beer. And yeah. that's part of why I think both of us pursue Master Cicerone and stuff like that is because if, if I can do it, let me show you how to do it. Not just like, well, my company paid for me. Mm -hmm. And when we're this. there, we can make these other guys feel uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> At GABF this past year, um, we can just make this episode of side stories. Sure. <laughs> At GABF this past year, there was this guy, 
And overall, after judging with him fully, I think he was fine. But when he, you know, the first round, you write a lot of notes, feedback. The second round, you just have your own set of notes, tasting, whatever. He did not write anything down for the second round. Like, we had nine beers in front of us. And he just had his own little method of, like, here's good ones over here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, come the fuck on, dude. There is, like... You can't keep them straight. Like, I don't take extensive notes. Yeah, but you can have a couple, like... But yeah, most of the time it's just like, yes, this part. Or like, no, So, So, like, I was so snooty about it when it came time to talk about the beer. I was like, okay, you go first. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) And he actually did a pretty good job. He was pretty on point. But, like, so that's why I was like, you get a pass. But I did make him work for it. Yeah. That's one of the best parts about going, though. I love, like, I sit down at that table, like, who's here to fuck with me? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of, that's not necessarily true. I don't sit down and act like that. But I am on guard. Right. All the time. Right. And I, I've talked about that, too, about, like, the amount of anxiety I get going into judging be- until I see who I'm judging with. And usually that anxiety goes down. Because yeah. sometimes I'll walk in and be like, oh, geez, please not this guy. Please not this person. Yeah. Please not this person. And then I sit down on my table. And I'm like, awesome. It's you. We judged together before, you know, and, and that's like really it can be really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't know. Or am I going to sit at a table where somebody treats me like I'm the token at the table and I don't yeah. actually know what I'm talking about? Or is everybody going to listen? And generally speaking, people listen even when i was a judge captain at one table this older guy he was like you want me to read the uh the notes for you i was like no i got it that's what they teach ladies to read now sir yeah (laughs) you're in luck yeah yeah no i'm literate thank you i've got this skill actually i learned i can try to make it out even with my lady brain thank you (laughs) (laughs) and i can speak above a dainty whisper (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah so we're like 15 minutes in we're gonna talk about fuggles yes i don't know how you're gonna take care of this later maybe you edit out maybe you keep it i don't know uh we'll keep it (laughs) all right so we're just gonna get into it (laughs) 15 minutes later (laughs) we're all business let's get into it (laughs) all right so you, you know the reason why we decided we want to talk about this t- topic, but these are really two of the top common hops. And one of the big reasons I wanted to talk about is Buggle is pretty straightforward. Well, not true. Forget I said that. But one of the big reasons I want to talk about it is they have all these different names and there's different varieties. And it's really hard to understand what's going on when you're first reading about you know, Goldings specifically, there's so many different yeah. names for Goldings. And a lot of it comes from where they're harvested, like what region and at different times. Let's start with Fuggle. So Fuggle, they're both, these are both classic English hops. Um, Fuggle is big on, people say it's a classic English aroma hop. Goldings say classic bittering. I just want to point out that I just, I think all hops are bittering and aroma. What happens is that these aroma hops have a low alpha acid range. And a lot of times it can be costly 
um, in the sense of money and how much wort you're producing to use a low alpha acid hop and as a bittering hop because you need more because you need more alpha acids to get higher IBUs. Um, bittering hops, same deal. Like they have like a higher alpha acid. That's great, but you can still use them for, as aroma additions. So I just like to throw that out there when we say the words aroma and bittering or flavor hop. Really dual. anything can be anything. Everything's dual. Right. In my opinion. Um, there's different reasons why you would choose one over the other, but you can make a 100% fuggle hop beer. You can make a 100% golden beer. Uh, doesn't matter. Right. A lot of people like to use these hops in together, though. But yeah. um, so uh, 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 fuggle's going to be like earthy, less sweet than golden. Um, this going to have such more- a weird. Yeah. Sorry. That is such a weird not you saying that, but like saying that a hop is sweet. Yeah. Or like has a sweet flavor. It's like, no, flavor sweet is a taste. True. And I like, and I'm not, I'm I'm not calling you out. Um, but I, I noticed somewhere else, I think in in um your notes there was something about like this has a honey flavor. And it's like, yeah, what? I have never heard, which doesn't mean that it's wrong. I've just never heard honey, or no, it said it has like honey smoothness or something, and it was like what does that mean? And again, this is that's just, just how you get it's points on your Cicerone test. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> but it, it's like, what does honey like bitterness mean? Yeah. Or like honey, like sweetness, you know, I guess sweetness. I understand more. Uh, well, I will stop. I will stop my, interrupting. From my research. It just kind of, the overall impression was Goldie going to have more of this. Hey, honey, like sweet aroma. I wouldn't say sweet aroma, but honey, hey, like aroma. Whereas English fuggles or fuggles are going to be more of a woodsy, earthy characteristic. And I so think that's, that's good. The general breakdown of two and using them together can bring out a lot of good, fla- good flavor combinations. Right. And this is just, you know, my general notes of what I've looked up in other people's articles. I can't say I've done. I've brewed with both these hops a lot, but I, I couldn't today. I've done exact experiment on these flavors yeah um, but fuggle to make it even more confusing in europe is known as styrene golding which has nothing to do with the golding family so there's that for you right <laughs> to make that more confusing but so essentially styrene golding if you were to order hops from a uk producer you would get a styrene golding that is fuggle but here in america you could use order uh like order a uk fuggle so um right and another interesting thing about Fuggle, and well, I've I've got this whole thing about like debunking Fuggle stories. Uh, this is not debunking that, but another interesting thing talking about the how hop names can be confusing is for a long time Anheuser Busch their hop they were using was called U.S. Tettinger, so out of, of like mm-hmm. a, after the Tettning hop, which is one of the quote unquote German noble hops. Well not yep. quote unquote German. It's a German hop, but um yeah. they were using that and in you know in their beers forever. And it was fairly recently that just due to advances in science, they were able to look at the gene structure of that US tetaning and it's fuggles. Yeah. Like it's just fuggles. Like they said, like these two, the DNA is identical. This is fuggles that you've been using. And like at first Anheuser-Busch was like, oh no, no, it's not. It's tetaning. And it's like, no, 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 this is fuggles. This is, we can now everything trace it back. is actually fuggles. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Fuggles <laughs> is everything. And also like the mother <laughs> of so many different varieties. 
Oh, yeah. So like, and that's kind of where one of the reasons why we, we want to talk about these hops, because like I said, these are really going up to the top of the hop family tree here. Right. Top of the you hop. Know, just and... like uh, just like people, you know, we everyone started from a tribe for better use of words, you know, whatever you want to call it from the same group of people. And those people migrated and things changed. And, um. You know, I'm not going to say the same group of people, but a couple of the same groups of people. And those things all spread out, right? It's because right. they, like they there are a few hybrids. and Right. There's a few wild species of hops, but most of those are also like escaped domesticated hops. Yes. That then started to grow in the wild. So it is, you know, hop varieties don't come from... Like they're like you said, they're made from breeding and from putting two hop varieties together. And kind of like what we talked about with the um, hazy gene, mm -hmm. you know, you've got that one glow in the dark carb and that's what you want. And you keep, you know, you you save the things you like from this breed and or species and then you breed it with this other species and you keep trying that until you get what you want. So it's it doesn't just, you know, it's not got as good like yeast. It doesn't just like exactly pop out of nowhere no yeah 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 it has it's, parents and it it's has like a, a family lineage. tree yeah, yeah it has the lineage you can trace um and i remember reaching out to him or making some post on facebook like she's like look at this new art i did i'm like do this <laughs> 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 but i was like do a hop tree family of fuggle and golding she's like yeah i was like yeah let's do it we're such dorks <laughs> um but picking up so like I guess, you know, both beer styles, we're talking about for both these hops. These are English style beers, milds, bitters, porters, even lagers. I mean, anything that's going to have, you know, where the hop character isn't the focus, like IPAs, something like that, right, are typically going to be fine. Um, and I think starting, you know, Fuggles, like we were saying, Cascade, Centennial, Willamette, Glacier, all of these hops have... Citra. Citra, even, yeah, which tastes nothing like Fuggles. Um, all these hops have Fuggle lineage. Right. So if you don't like Fuggles, you're wrong. You love it. You and a lot of times, the like when we're talking about breeding, it's not only for like flavor and bittering. It's what is resistant to downy mildew, what's yep. resistant to verticillium wilt. And that was part of the pro problem with Fuggles is they were not resistant or they were very susceptible to downy mildew, but they're very resistant to verticillium wilt. And yes. so like you're, you're also, you're getting those agricultural qualities kind of first because it doesn't matter how good it tastes if you can't grow it or if it's like super sickly and you have entire crops destroyed, like it and doesn't matter if it tastes times, good or not. There's been times when the English or the UK, uh, USA variety of Fuggle has been doing better seasonally crop-wise in the UK. Mm -hmm. So now we have this Fuggle alternative, or really just Fuggle, just brute, uh, grown here, right. that we could still use. So it makes sense. And, you know, Australia does this with hops, too. And we do it with Australian hops. Like, there's citra that's grown there. There's citra that's grown here. So uh, the terroir has a big part to do like you said with that disease too because it really is really important when they do breed hops this isn't like okay let's do this and this and see how it turns out this is like a 10-year process of right. experimenting and really honing in what they're trying to 
get out of that hop. And I think the most important thing they do first is a disease resistant tree, you know, because why you need to make sure that you're going to put all this time and money into it. You want it to grow, <laughs> not die. Right. Yeah, exactly. And if you lose your entire crop to something like downy mildew, like you're out, that's that you, you yeah. can't just you can't just regrow like no, you no, just lost that entire years. harvest year's worth of money. And that also makes it much harder to continue <laughs> to stay in business if all of yeah. a sudden your entire crop is wa is yeah. washed out. You want to hit on the story of Fuggle, yeah. like the, the fake story than the real story? I don't say it's yeah. fake, but I'm not going to say, like when I first researched this, I don't know, months ago, I didn't really pick up on that until I was researching it again and prep for this podcast. But I was like, oh, you know, that makes sense because everything's just construed in storytelling. You know. Right. Right. And it is a nice story, which, you know, the story yeah. has been that it was like it fell out of um, what's her name? Miss Moore. Miss well, Stace. Was, yeah. So it was a, basically a house in Kent called the George Stace Moore's house. And the well, wife, that's the, right? yeah, the wife, sister George, George Stace Moore is the his garden is where Fuggle was growing. Yes. And that was because his wife, like had a seed come out of her her grocery basket and it landed in the garden and started growing. And then she gave some to her nephew, Richard Fuggle, and that's how it was named Fuggles. And that's not, actually, it's not incorrect in that it was eventually traced to, yes, like here are these people who grew this hop um, but I, I will say, so a lot of my information about the Fuggles uh, roots, how, you know, how they were discovered is from an article that Martin Cornell did uh, for the Technical Quarterly a few years ago. And Martin Cornell and Ron Pattinson are both UK-based beer historians, and they get into this stuff. Like, they come with, like... CVS style receipts for all of the research <laughs> that they've done that like they said that this was uh, this person, you know, this was George Stace, but uh, nobody by that name lived in this area because I went through all of the real estate records and, yeah. you know, and like uh, this other person found this historian for this one small town found this one article that referenced this dinner. And so they like, they get, into the weeds, which is fantastic because then when I'm reading this, I'm like, yes, this is well researched. There are documents like he's there are several pages of citations in this article yeah. that tells you exactly where he gets his information from. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that's one thing that we are very passionate about. So yeah, it's not it's not exactly uh, debunked, but it was more yeah. like, okay, so now we have gotten a little bit more information about this. And for a long time, they thought that, well, so it's been kind of, you know, in and out where like at first they thought it was a form of golding. Mm -hmm. And then they, as science advanced, they found that, um, they found that Fuggle had farnesine. So one of the, one of the hop oils Fuggle had farnesine, like a certain amount of farnesine content, and Goldings does not. Or if mm -hmm. they do have farnesine, it's a very trace amount. And so at the time, they said, okay, looking at this, 
taking this farnesine into account, this looks a lot like tetaning, the, yeah. the German noble hop. So they thought for a long time that Fuggles was tetaning. And then, you know, as science advanced more and they could do more tests, they realized like, okay, Fuggle and Goldings are related. And not only that, but Goldings can possibly be the mother or the grandmother of Fuggle. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so then it was like, okay, after all of these years, like as science goes on, as it gets better, as people start to kind of know what to look for, they've reclassified that as, okay, this is like a grandmother, granddaughter, or mother, daughter relationship. And what that is precisely as of now hasn't been figured out. Yeah. But we do know now that yes, they are related. Yeah. No. And that makes sense. Exactly. I mean, it's almost like something did fall down there and cross pollinated and made a new family tree. Right. Or and line, if you will, not tree. Right. And I would say like, even think of, you know, like when I grew up, I mean, Rachel, I know you grew up in Richmond, which is a far bigger city than where I grew up. I grew up in a very small town. And like, if somebody went to the high school 10 miles away, I know nothing of that person. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know, if, like, are we related? I don't know, probably not, maybe, you know, so like the, just that the availability of information yeah. between places makes it really hard. So yeah, if you find hops suddenly growing in your garden. Yeah, especially that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I guess this is something that's completely yeah. new because this is the first time this is happening here. And it's probably more like, here you go, nephew, get this crap out, get these weeds out of my garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, going back to terroir, like you were talking about, it is really interesting how... Like Goldings and Fuggle, I don't know why I keep forgetting the name Fuggle. Goldings and Fuggle come from similar places in the UK, but Fuggle grows in like really like kind of clay soil yes. and Goldings doesn't. Yeah. So it's kind That's of like these, you know, like these micro right. terroir of this is part of why Fuggle was used and grew in popularity is because here's something we can grow here as opposed to you know we can try to go grow goldings but they're not going to be as good as the goldings down the street just because of that microclimate i forgot about that that is a, a good difference to remember is they are grown in different soils and that's where these characteristics come from these right. different characteristics come from so goldine is a group of related clones that are harvested at different times and i thought this was so interesting this was something that i didn't actually know yeah, and it makes sense because, you know, you have all these different names like Cobb, Amos Early Bird, Eastwell, East Kent, Brambling, Canterbury, White Bread, Golding yeah. is the only a relative of this group. I don't know exactly how that works. Um, and then you have Siren Goldings, which is the European cinnamon. 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 Say it. Cinnamon. Thank you. For Styrian, yeah, Styrian Goldings is synonym for Fuggle. That cinnamon. is a, I can't say that word. That, that is a tough sentence to say. Yes. Styrian Gold. It sounds like one of those warm-up exercises you do for doctors. <laughs> Styrian Goldings is a synonym for Fuggle. East Kent Golding has been sold that way for a long time. And it's the only hop to have a protected designation of origin. So the terrier of East Kent. East Kent is a part of Kent, England. Um, but that part of it is well suited for hop growing and there's actually 
no hop variety named EKG. There's only Goldings that are grown in East Kent. But if you are a brewer and EKG is popular slang for that hop. Right. Kind of like um, CTZ hops. Yes. So CTZ hops. Yeah. That's like, that means Columbus, Tomahawk and Zeus, but they're grown in different areas. EKG, I remember being, that was one of the things that like, I felt so cool once I started brewing and I would like go into the, like the homebrew store and be like, yeah, I just need to grab some EKG. You know, like the person working is like, oh, you know what you're talking about. (laughs) Actually, you know. (laughs) Just kidding. But um, again, these are going to be used in the same styles. I use them. You can great for dry hopping lagers, Belgian beers, you know, all the English ales, porters, bitters. Um, It's going to be more of a gentle, present, fragrant, honey-like you know, uh, uh, not as woodsy as maybe the Fuggle. A little bit higher of alpha acid compared to Fuggle. But they're they're both pretty low compared to hops. I mean, you know, Fuggle, we're looking like 3.5 to 5.5 alpha acid range. And then Golding can get anywhere from 4 to like 9.5, depending on what you're working with. So Right. Which also makes sense if you think about, you know, English beers are fairly low bitterness. Low, yeah. And that's part of the reason why and i bet it's these U- u.s versions are the ones that are getting these higher alpha acids too right and i you know i would also say with something like bitterness and we've talked we did an entire episode about bitterness you know i love to talk about bitterness that even if you look like to the cuisine of the uk you know like people joke about yes. like it's, it's bland it's and, super, yes. and like that They're sort of wrong. thing so i can see yeah, you know, yeah, it would make sense that your hops coming out of this aren't like American hops, fuck yeah. yeah. You know, they're <laughs> just like, hey, we're here. We're yeah. everybody's got a job here, and this is ours. Yeah. And plus, like, as in someone who lives in England, you're used to drinking a English bitter, and then all of a sudden, someone gives you this IPA. You're like, this is not the bitter I want. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I want that balance. Fuggles and Goldings are both land race hops. And, you know, we're talking about something like Citra, Centennial. Those are not land race hops because those have been specifically bred. So yes. when you see like land race, like there's like land race pigs, there's land race universities, which are universities that do a lot of ag. So a land race hop means just that it's been domesticated or like domesticated and locally adapted to its environment as well as being isolated from other species yeah so it's just kind of allowed to to grow on its own and that's how you know that's how it was discovered and who knows maybe as science gets better and as we get better at being able to go through historical records maybe we'll find out that they're not land race maybe we'll find Mm -hmm. out that uh, you know, somewhere, some someone down the line actually bred these. Um, I I doubt it really, um, but those are both land race hops. That's not necessarily anything that you know. I think you would need to know like what hops are land race hops and what what aren't. No, for sure. But not. it is a good distinction to yeah. understand because you do see it sometimes when it's just kind of one of those uh, technical words that doesn't get described very often. Is yeah. 
was land race, especially like I had, I added that note, like these are land race hops. And I was like, I think I know what that means, but I'm going to Google land race just so I can make sure I have the definition correct. Yeah, that's a good, very good point. Well, I mean, I think that kind of sums up on these two hops. This is definitely a lot of information. I mean, it might have been mostly us just messing around. <laughs> I'm like, wow, we've been talking for 45 minutes. Right. <laughs> there's, there's probably at least 10 minutes of good content in there. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I am happy that we did this because like I was telling Rachel, obviously coming from the malt world, uh, I'm very malt biased and I'm not only malt biased. I'm almost kind of like, I don't want to say anti-hop. I am not anti-hop. But that is like such a cultural thing for people is like, oh, hops, hops, hops. Hop, hop, I hop, love hop, hops. Hop, hop. Yeah. And I like and I I I do that when I'm selecting beers, especially if it's something like an IPA where like there are some that I some hop varieties that I dislike. So mm-hmm. I do pay attention to stuff like that. But I just have not been as immersed in hops as I am in malt. Yeah. And like hops don't need a champion the same way malt needs a champion. So I tend to overlook hops quite a bit because it's like, well, everybody knows about that. But I am really happy that we did this because going through and reading more, you know, going back and like revisiting like the stories of like Cascade and Citra and Centennial and all of these like very quintessential American hops, they're all from Fuggle. And yeah. like they all almost went into obscurity because at the time people didn't want those kinds of hops and we're like, Ooh, what is this? We don't want this. Yeah. We want something like Fuggle or we want, you know, like we want U.S. Tedning. And- yeah, exactly. Because all the beers were like a Kolsch, a Brown Ale, an Amber Ale. Like that's right. what you're getting at your pubs. Right. And in the United States, it was macro lager. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if and you're at a, yeah, that was it. It was just like big beer or maybe some small pubs. But again, you are getting those same styles, Kolsch, Amber Hill, Brown. Like, right, right, exactly. Until like, you know, stuff like Pliny the Elder then kind of had this. Right. Yeah. Celebration Ale from um, mm. Sierra Nevada. Classic, classic. Liberty Ale from Anchor Brewing. Those were the, the first two to use Cascade in yeah. craft and to popularize it. And I will just uh, sidebar to the ending. <laughs> we're recording this the day after Christmas. Yeah, you're welcome. Rachel, I don't know <laughs> if uh so Rachel is also new to personal Instagram. Yeah, I did it. I took the plunge. Yes. It's out 2024. So now so now I keep I telling Rachel, make... I'm like, you should follow this account and this account and this account. But I will say Just everyone follow me and make it easier, please. Charlotte Brewer, CLT Brewer. At CLT Brewer. Yep. I wasn't going to share that. I was going to let you share. Oh, that. I that's fine. I don't care. I make the work easier for me. I go in there and I'm just like, oh, so much work. I mean, everyone's <laughs> going to think this is fake because I don't have followers. I did have somebody message me and was like, can you tell Rachel her IG looks like a bot? Because <laughs> it was like right after you you started your account and like you didn't have any followers and you didn't have a picture. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's brand new. It's brand I new. I was like, this Check is back. good for tonight. <laughs> Sign up. <laughs> I was like, I'll deal with the rest tomorrow. Right. First uh, I thought you but, said butt. And I was like, but did I oh God, what picture is on there? <laughs> uh yesterday, or I it was at least yesterday, the Someone from Anchor Brewing still has the social media passwords. Uh, so if you're not aware, Anchor Brewing was 
acquired by Sapporo. Sapporo has shut Anchor Brewing down and is the former employees are trying to raise money to buy the brewery back from Sapporo. Whoever Jesus. has this social media, so Rachel, maybe just set up two-factor two authentication for your brewery page if you haven't already. Oh, yeah. They have been trolling Sapporo like all, like all Christmas Day. Their stories were just like bagging on Sapporo, like one after another. It's been oh. and you can tell that like Sapporo as a corporation is not that savvy with social media because nobody yeah. shut it down. Like it was all day long. And you if by the time you hear this, it will be like the middle of January. So you may not have gotten a chance to see it. But I if you did not, I'm I feel sorry for you because it was amazing. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is amazing. Yes, but two two factor authentication on all of your social media accounts, <laughs> so you don't have disgruntled employees. You don't have disgruntled employees. No, I'm I'm amazing, so everyone loves me. <laughs> all right, well, thank you everyone for listening to the amazing Rachel and follow Jen, me, the, the Charlotte Buster. Brewer, CLT Brewer. So glad I got that. Yeah. I was like stressing out, like, oh God, what are the names going to be? Like, anything I thought of was not available. And then they suggest all these stupid things. And then I was like, oh, let's just try. Let's just, let's just do what I did with my license plate. <laughs> let's just go for it. What was your first choice, if you want to share? I think, well, I don't think I really had a choice, but I was trying uh. to figure out if like something like Nano Brewer or a Pilot Brewer would work because, and then I was a little bit worried about if it was exactly like my, breweries instagram which is pilot brewing i think and i didn't really want it to be like that and then but charlotte brewer just came pretty quickly after that and worked out so there you and go my, my license plate is just brewer which charlotte brewer was also available so now i really wish i had picked charlotte brewer oh man <laughs> yes yeah you just uh, also cool. told the world like hey when you see this car oh it listen, I stalk her. I could tell you my social security number right now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Everything's available. You can do find. it. Do it. Do don't no. do it. <laughs> XXX dash XX dash XXX. Send of XS XXXX. <laughs> I think you got it. Yeah. Identity thieves everywhere rejoicing. Yeah. So follow me. Please make it easier on me because that's what I need. I am 30 seven years old just starting an instagram account at this age it's not easy okay don't even get me started on tiktok that is never gonna happen <laughs> i will be dead i have a tiktok i rarely post to it although tiktok yeah. recently introduced a feature that allows you to see who viewed your profile the same way that you can do on linkedin <laughs> so i have um an ex-employer who's been looking at my tiktok for some reason it's like, well, I've blocked all of you on all other social Start media. I guess now you're coming posting to me on fake TikTok. things on it, like this brewery's opening up, multi million. You know, just like make up fake shit. That would take so much effort, though. Yeah, and I don't. Who's got that? Who's got yeah. that? I don't have effort. All right, let's end this, everyone. Right. Thank you for listening. <laughs> you can find us. Up. You can find us, False Bottom Girls, on social media at False Bottom Girls on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us, falsebottomgirls at gmail.com. You can visit our website, falsebottomgirls.com. We also have a Patreon. 
Um, if you would like to join that, we love your additional support and truly appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, Rachel, sure. thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, listeners. We'll fuck you later. Trying. I, I, I was trying for a pun. Oh, like fret, find you later. Like no, I know it came off wrong. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it didn't work out. Probably, probably not. To those of you listening, we probably won't be doing that to you later. No. <laughs> this has been False Bottom Girls, and we make the Bruin world go round. <laughs> <laughs>